0: The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.
1: Welcome to Positive Living, the program that brings you practical and inspiring principles for living more authentic, engaging, and passionate lives. Created by Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this program are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now, with Positive Living, here's Patricia Raskin.
2: Well, good afternoon, everyone on the East Coast, and good morning to everyone on the West Coast. I'm Patricia Raskin for Patricia Raskin Positive Living, right here on voiceamerica.com. You know... Ninety percent of new business ventures will fail within the first five years. Obviously, the small number of people who succeed must know something that the majority of us don't. Well, we have a success story who belongs to an author and inspirational business coach who decided it was time to really share her discoveries with us. Her name is Christine Closer, and her brand-new book is The Freedom Formula, How to Put Soul in Your Business, and money in your bank christine closer is an inspirational business coach engaging speaker publisher and author since nineteen ninety-one she's been an entrepreneur continually exploring new ways to integrate her spiritual understandings with strategic business tactics for herself and her clients she's a former television host columnist and seasoned interviewers and has been on many tv programs and featured in many magazines And her website is loveyourlife.com. Welcome, Christine.
3: Thank you so much, Patricia. I'm glad to be here today.
2: You know, it's so interesting. Um, This touches a lot of us who are more spiritually oriented in doing what we call our chosen work or our purpose. But sometimes in doing that, and I understand this as an entrepreneur who loves my work as a media interviewer for many years, sometimes there is a... You know, a financial cost in that as an entrepreneur, when you believe in what you do, you know you're always having to prime the pump in terms of making it for yourself, but yet you know that this is the kind of work you have to do. What do you say to those of us in that position?
3: Oh, my gosh, there's a thousand and one things to say, and we could spend the next year talking about it because it's <laughs> deep and um it's deep and it's it's rich ground. Um, for well, anyone obviously, if you really feel that calling in your heart that you're supposed to be doing something, and you you know, and you hit obstacles along the way as we all do, you know, number one is to really not to not quit on your dreams. But while you're while you're committed to not quitting on your dreams, you've also got to have your eyes wide open to really seeing what's going on, how you might need to be responding, what you can be doing to keep that business moving forward, because if it's, you know, if it's not moving forward, if it's not making money, it's not really, really a business, so you need to, you know, that's part of our journey, right, as spiritual beings living in this physical world is to walk those two worlds. you got to stay committed, you know, stay totally focused on your dream and your vision, but at the same time, you know, really make sure you're taking action in the physical realm, in the quote-unquote real world, if you will, to keep mm-hmm. that business moving forward. Mm -hmm.
2: Mm, Very true. So you talk about blending spirituality with business, but there are four key elements that you discuss to succeed
3: in business. What are they? Well, the first one I just touched upon, and that is to really make sure your business is set up to make money. Um, I'm teaching a course pretty soon called Rebuild My Business, and in there we have like an income stream analysis. Because I don't know about you, but a lot of the more spiritually aware, conscious entrepreneurs that I've come in touch with, you know, a lot of them have—they're like, "Wow, I want to build a six-figure business," and you know, then they sit down and look at the actual products and service that services that they offer, and even like even if they hit all of their goals, the numbers actually don't add up. So you want to make sure that following principle number one is that you set up the business and you offer products and services that have an income model that will work for you. You know, if you've got ten thousand dollars from one income stream and twenty thousand dollars from another and twenty thousand from another and your goal is a hundred thousand dollars, you know, you're fifty grand short. And a lot of people sadly don't stop and you know and look at is my is my financial goal achievable by what I'm actually offering in my business, so you really need to get real about the answer to that question for yourself.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: And if the answer is no, then you need to be willing to do something about it. Mm. So that is, uh, that is step number one, I'd say.
2: You talk about tapping into the most important trend in business ever, which is what?
3: Well, is this consciousness in business? But I don't know if you want me to go back and cover the other three components or if you just want to move forward. Sure, go right ahead. Okay. Well, um, so the first component we talked about was making money. Now, the second component is about really being connected to the difference that you make. I find that sometimes, you know, we start our businesses because we really want to make a difference. We really want to be of service and help people and then sometimes what I've seen happen, myself included, is they got so wrapped up in the to-dos, you know, the details, the minutia of the business, that I had to do some very diligent work to make sure that I always stayed connected to that difference that I was making. So if I was doing menial administrative work, that, you know, kind of drove me up a wall because there's, you know, let's face it, in business there are those those pieces and parts of the business, that might drive you nuts. But if you can always stay connected to the difference that you're making, it's going to help you move through some of those more challenging times. So that's the second component. Mm-hmm. Now, the third component, which is one of my favorites, and this is, um, this is where I'm going to be taking my work more into 2010 and, and beyond, and that is to allow your experience in your business. To bring out the highest in you, to bring out like the most of who you are,
4: mm-hmm.
3: so that you actually use the experience of your business as a tool and a vehicle for your own personal and spiritual transformation. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people sort of they have this well, there's my business, and then there's my spiritual life, and I just have to laugh. You're saying it's like, all connected. It's all connected. It's all connected. And if you open yourself to letting your business be a vehicle for your own personal and spiritual transformation and letting it be a way for, you know, your highest and your truest, most authentic self to come through, um, both for yourself personally and how you show up in your business, I mean, it is it is just absolute bliss. You know, it's the experience that I work towards every day in my business. You know, can can I really do this? Can I allow my business to guide me to those places within myself where my you know, where true freedom and true fulfillment beyond any material gain truly exists. And your business can do that for you. And then you bring that part of yourself into your business and that's where we hear these amazing stories of people just, you know, they were at the right place at the right time and mm-hmm. met the right person, like boom, you know, their business exploded. Yeah. That and sometimes you have usually to waste weapons. Sometimes
2: Sometimes you have that in your mind and you try to do it and it doesn't work and you put it outside and then all of a sudden one day a connection comes to you out of the blue and it's like, that was what I wanted to do last year and didn't have the source and now it came.
3: Yeah, and, and typically what people need to realize is as much as we like to think that our human will and our false sense of control can make those things happen, it, it can't. I mean, that kind of an intersection, you know, I, it's like we're luck, you know, we're preparation meets opportunity. That yes. what, that's what luck is. Like that yes. kind of intersection can only come from grace. Mm. It's nothing you could ever plan and for. Don't you think yes, from a higher source,
2: from, from believing
3: it? it. I'm
2: sorry, I missed that. Um, from our higher source and from believing it, when you say oh. grace.
3: Yes. believing
2: that it can happen, really knowing in our heart that it can happen, even if we're not seeing it.
3: Yes, absolutely. So then, and this ties into the fourth component that I talk about in terms of conscious business, and that fourth component is to trust in your divine plan. Right? If you can, even when you're at the deep, I mean, I have had some extremely deep, dark deep dark times on my business. I continue to go through layers of my own self-discovery, and seeing, you know, anything that's not completely aligned with me and my business. And mm-hmm. sometimes it's really hard. You know, it's painful to look at yeah,
2: that Yeah, I think also a question I have for you is what happens when, you know, you see it in your mind's eye and, you're, and you and you have possibilities, but it's not there yet, and you're on a financial tightrope. You know, when, when the external reality is not matching what you believe in the divine plan will happen,
3: there is an idios, there is something that's off somewhere in that mix. Because one of the basic principles that we know, you know, in living in this world, you know, as spiritual beings, is that, you know, what we see outside of ourselves is very much a mirror of what's going on within ourselves. So for me, I know when that happened to me, and I, you know, I made tons of money, but it's like it went through my fingers like water and it's not like i bought a new house or got a new car or went on vacations like it all this money came in and it was honestly like gone i'm like how how does that happen how does all this money come in and then it goes and what it made me do and it did get very financially tricky at one point but it made me really begin to look at what beliefs i have un- like underneath the beliefs that i already thought i cleaned up to see what was really fueling, what was really fueling underneath it, you know, because I, I do believe that our lives, that our external world mirrors our internal world. So um, it was a really hard awakening for me to say, oh my gosh, okay, if this is what's happening, if I made all this money, but yet it went right through my fingers, and not you know, and not on anything that I could say, oh yeah, you know, I've got this great new car for it or something. I Took my family on a trip. Um, no, and. Um, it It made me go deeper within myself, and the joy and the freedom that I have now, and also the opportunities that are showing up for me are different different than what I was consciously planning for, but exactly right for me right now, and have mm-hmm. m- more potential for income with with really like less stress and less mm-hmm. exhaustion and less frustration mm-hmm. so you know, and I really think that the reason why there's a lot of these um, more spiritually aware people on this path who are facing some of these challenges in business is because they really need to stand up as role models who, you know, walk their walk, you know, and talk their talk mm-hmm. and live live in alignment.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: You know, it's like, Yeah. I mean, I could come on here and say, oh, yeah, I made a lot of money. It was great. So it was they insane. are. I'm going to read them again.
2: Uh-huh. Your business makes money. Yes. Your business makes a difference. Your yes. business calls you to be more of who you are, and you trust in your divine plan.
3: Uh-huh. Those are the four components. Clearly mm. out, out of my book.
2: And, and what's, um, what's interesting is that so much of it is really the belief the belief in knowing you're making a difference and knowing this is your calling.
3: Mm-hmm. And, and you said believing. up any of the thoughts, feelings, or beliefs you have that are holding you back. You know, I, I joke about <laughs> a friend of mine and I. we joke. We're like, oh, my God. We thought we were such conscious entrepreneurs, but, like, there's a part of us that was just the unconscious, conscious entrepreneur, just, like, not looking at certain areas. And, and what are some of those beliefs that would hold you back, Christine? What is
2: some of that self-talk people would be saying to themselves?
3: Oh my gosh. Well, I'll just speak for myself personal. Be very transparent here. Some of the self-talk that goes on with me is, you know, I'm not enough that I like I need other people's approval and accolades in or, in order to feel worthy that I have to keep achieving, 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 succeeding, excelling, you know, going out there in the physical world that there's a part of me that you know, didn't didn't believe that I could just rely on spirit to guide me. You know, I thought, I, I have to do this. There is, that, you know, if I want something to happen, I need to just will my way through it. I mean, all beliefs that got me to a certain point in my business, but, you know, not from the place within myself that I wanted to be. So what happened for me personally is the more I gained in my business, You know, we're talking about a decent amount of money. It's like I was less satisfied, less fulfilled, more frustrated, Mm -hmm. more exhausted, Mm -hmm. and um, I had to really do some work to unravel these beliefs Mm -hmm. that what I accomplished externally Mm -hmm. would validate me internally. I mean, it's an impossibility. And I thought I had done the work on clearing that up, but, um, you know, there was was more to do. And that's why you're such a good teacher, because
2: we teach others what we need to learn. Exactly, yes. Now, my guest today, we're going to take a break, is Christine Closer. Her book is The Freedom Formula How to Put Soul in Your Business and Money in Your Bank. You can call us at 866-472-5787 if you're listening live today, which is January 11th. Folks, you're listening to Patricia Raskin Positive Living right here on VoiceAmerica.com. We're going to take a quick break. Stay tuned. We'll be right back.
5: VoiceAmerica.com
2: Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back. Welcome back to the second part of Patricia Raskin Positive Living right here on VoiceAmerica.com, America's Voice. We're talking about how to blend spirituality and business to propel your success. My guest is Christine Closer. Her new book is The Freedom Formula, How to Put Soul in Your Business and Money in Your Bank. Christine Closer is an inspirational business coach, speaker, publisher, and author. Since 1991, she's been an entrepreneur. She's a former television host, columnist, and seasoned interviewer. She's been on numerous radio and television programs and has been featured in Entrepreneur Magazine, the LA Times, Portland Press, and Woman's Day. Her insights and articles are regularly published in her free Conscious Business Connection e zine which reaches thousands of conscious entrepreneurs worldwide. You can log on to loveyourlife.com, and you can call us if you're listening live on January 11th at eight six six four seven two five seven eight seven. Welcome back, Christine. Thanks so much. All right. Let's talk about an important business trend that we need to tap into. That you write about in your book?
3: Well, the biggest trend really happening in business right now is this integration of bringing the spiritual into the professional, if you will, in mm-hmm. terms of business. It was um, through um, Patricia Aberdeen. She wrote the wonderful book called Megatrends, well, the Megatrends series, but the most yes. recent one, Megatrends 2010 The Rise of Conscious Capitalism. And she talks in there very specifically. How this, you know, right now we're in such an accelerated time that this search for meaning, this search for people wanting more in their lives, you know, like just not, the simple acquisition of material things is no longer enough for people. And that quest for meaning is, you know, having a huge impact on business. You know, I mean, corporate structures are, Beginning to wake up to it and shifting some things, you know. Entrepreneurs certainly been asking questions themselves for a long time. You know, why, you know, what is it that really makes me happy? And when you embark on that journey, you know, as a spiritual being, there's there is such rich ground there for growth and transformation. That is actually, according to Patricia Aberdeen and the Megatrends 2010 book, that this this whole movement is one of the you know, biggest trends that we're seeing right now in this well, you, know, and in also time in history. you think that today more than ever
2: it's building relationships and business. People do business with people that they like and they care about
3: and it's more about who you are. Absolutely. Yep. I think there's a lot more business happening, honestly, on an energetic level. Mm-hmm. I mean we all know you could meet you know one real estate broker and then another real estate broker and they might be you know equally accomplished have the same level of reputation but there's just like there's just something about one of them that might not feel so great whereas the other one just feels good to you
4: mm-hmm.
3: and people are trusting their feelings more they're trusting a little intuitive hits more they're beginning to pay a lot more attention to that little piece of them that says like there's something here I'm just not quite sure about we're, we I think because we're shifting just you know consciousness is shifting so quickly that we're really beginning to pay attention to those parts of us that just you know on the invisible realm give us a little warning you yeah, and um, I think if we and and follow
2: that's those, really those the important thing is is to pay attention mhm
3: paying attention critical
2: you know, you talk about utilizing the business asset in your business, the biggest asset in your business, which is really us,
3: mm-hmm. and that it doesn't
2: cost anything. Right. That's more about what you've just been talking about.
3: Yeah, I mean, because re- people don't really think about it like, oh, well, my assets are, you know, specifically my products or services or my database or, um, you know, the brand position that I have in the market. Like, that's the big asset in my business. But for those people, you know, who are the creative force behind their business and the person who really keeps that business moving forward you your heart your soul your authenticity your transparency none of those things cost a dime granted you know hard work to really have those things be clear enough to come through in your business but they don't cost you anything and that by far is your greatest asset and that's when you see these people you know, we talked about earlier that just, you know, these amazing opportunities just, you know, come their way. It's oftentimes it's because of the work they've been doing on, on that asset, that part of their asset that is just the core of who they are. And that does change things in the outer world.
2: Mm, absolutely. Hmm. And, and in that sense, that's how you make your competition evaporate,
3: because it's all about who you are. Yeah, I mean, knowing can knock you off. You know, it's interesting. There was um, recently, I I actually host my own radio show, and I was interviewing a gentleman who had a very powerful experience at one of his seminars. And apparently there was another person who had come and studied with him and then taken all of his work and just knocked it off and basically using all the same, you know, copy language, Mm. same pitch, same positioning, same everything, just like copycatting this guy. And uh, it was in his class that he was teaching that someone said, you know, well, it's, it's obvious that this guy is doing, like, you know, how do you feel about it? Like, what are you going to do? You know, I think they all expected to, for him to sue him or shut him down or something. And he paused. And his answer was, you know, nobody can love like I love. Mm-hmm. Nobody can teach from the same place that I teach mm-hmm. from. He can take my material and do whatever he wants with it. Yeah. No, one, no, one can, no one can knock off me. You know, it's, it's almost like an actor, actor when you think about about. it. I mean,
2: each actor is very individual, and you can love one actor, I mean, actor, love one actor it might be very similar to another actor, but they have their differences, and you love them for different reasons.
4: Uh huh. Uh huh.
2: Yeah, very interesting. Now, in your book, in your business vision and you talk about gathering up your supplies and laying out your plan and organizing your idea.
3: Speak to the business part of it. To, to the business part, specifically in relation to the, my Supporting sticking the business plan? Together, like how I tell people to actually yes. plan for their business? <laughs> yes. This is a crack-up. I love this. I absolutely love this exercise, and um, it's one of the parts that people talk about the most in my book. You know, they're like, oh wow, it was great, it really impacted me, but I have gotta tell you, the sticky note business plan, we love it. So I'll tell you what it is. And basically, if you're a creative, conscious, spiritually oriented entrepreneur, there's a likelihood that there is a natural deterrent in your being to sit down and create one of these, you know, thirty page formal structured business plans. But yet, as an entrepreneur, it's essential for you to have a business plan. So I developed this technique that I use for myself called the sticky note business plan and it's where you simply sort of categorize the different areas of your business you lay put them all like get these like little mini poster board sized pieces of paper and you lay out these boards and it's like okay I've got this area this area this area this area and then you take a stack of sticky notes I use the small ones myself because I tend to go overboard with different things to put on them but I grab the little small sticky notes And on every stick, like I look at that first area, let's say that first area is about, you know, writing a new book. So on the sticky note, I would write down, like, all of the different pieces that I need, that I know of, that go into writing that book. You know, I need to set up time to write. I need to work on my title and subtitle. I need to figure out how I'm going to publish. I'm going to go traditional or self-published, you know, all these different things, and put them all up on that, that piece of paper. Then go to the second category, third category, you know, up to five, And then what you do, once you've sort of done your brain, I'll call it just like a brain dump, then you sort of take the sticky notes and move them around on each sheet so that all of your action items are prioritized. So when you say, okay, now I'm going to have, you know, 90 minutes, I'm going to work on my book, you can look right at your book sheet, and I recommend hanging them up on your wall. You can look right at that book sheet, and you can say, okay, first priority, you know, figure out how I'm going to publish this book. And you know that you can take that ninety minutes to work on that, and when you're done with whatever aspect that it is you're working on, I really like the joy of taking the sticky notes off the papers mm-hmm. and visually seeing the space open as they accomplish things and move forward towards towards that vision but it's it's a very fun and it's you know it's pretty detailed in the book, but it's a really fun easy way in which to do your planning. and I'd, I'd recommend you get together with someone and do it and, you know, work on it together and you can talk through things and get support and feedback. It's it's a very fun planning process. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. All right. We're going to take a break in
2: just a couple of minutes. So um, one of the things you talk about in your book is a heads up. You know, you say that sometimes you're going to encounter the the form the fear and the doubt and the blocks
3: and the barriers mhm what do you do when that happens you welcome those things which is quite contrary to our uh, i think our default in society is like oh it's difficult it's challenging i like it's supposed to be easy and i need to go the other way which is not true at all i know for me any time that i come up against you know the challenges the blocks the barriers and it's not like you're going to get through them once and they go away. If you're thinking that, it's a you know, totally misleading belief, and it's not true, because as long as you're alive and conscious and growing, you know, you're going to continue for the rest of your life to have these things hit you know constantly. Um, but your ability to manage them and your ability to grow and transform and move through them more quickly is where you can really do the work. But the first thing is to just welcome that and not fight it. Instead, say, huh, you know, isn't this interesting? What's going on here that I'm feeling this way, that I'm experiencing this thing? You know, what, what is here for me to get? Because if you have that feeling come up, and I know from experience, if you have the feeling come up and you don't address it and you sweep it under the carpet, you know, the time is going to come where that carpet just can't take anymore. And you're going to have to look at all of it. And it's going to be a lot more challenging than if you take it on piece by piece and look at
4: constantly. it now.
2: All right, we're going to take a break. My guest is Christine Closer. Her book is The Freedom Formula How to Put Soul in Your Business and Money in Your Bank. We still have another segment with Christine. So give us a call, which is 866-472-5788 if you're listening live on January 11th. You're listening to Patricia Raskin Positive Living right here on VoiceAmerica.com. Stay tuned, folks. We'll be right back.
6: Pacific. Time here on VoiceAmerica.com.
4: I can take care of myself. I can make a peanut butter sandwich. I can brush my teeth and I can give myself a bath. I can walk home alone from school. I can pick dinner from the trash behind the deli. I can watch the baby for the whole weekend. I can keep a baseball bat by my bed just in case there's trouble. Don't worry about me. I can take care of myself.
0: If you're in jail, who'll be there to take care of your family? Something to think about before committing a gun crime. Gun crimes hit home. This message brought to you by Project Safe Neighborhoods and the Ad Council.
5: The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com
2: Hi, everyone. We are back. You are listening to Patricia Raskin, Positive Living, right here on VoiceAmerica.com. And we're talking about how you can create the business that you want and make money and have your purpose. My guest is Christine Closer. Her book is The Freedom Formula How to Put Soul in Your Business and Money in Your Bank. The forward is by Neil Donald Walsh, author of Conversations with God. Christine Closer is an inspirational business coach. Engaging speaker, publisher, and author, and she is a former TV host, columnist. She's an interviewer. She has her own radio program. She's been on many, uh, many magazines, and she has a free 30-day membership in her Conscious Business Circle. And you can also get her Conscious Business eZine, Connection eZine. So log on to LoveYourLife.com. Welcome back, Christine.
3: Thank you. Talk about this Conscious Business Circle. Well, actually, <laughs> the Conscious Business Circle is experiencing a facelift right now, to be honest with you. I uh, realized that there was more service I could be doing for my clients through that Conscious Business Circle, so it's actually in redevelopment right now. But for anyone listening who wants to get a taste of um, or get more of this information, I would encourage you to go to, Just you want to take this URL down because it's a little bit long, but it's thefreedomformula.com. And then it's a forward slash quick start. So thefreedomformula.com forward slash quick start. And that, um, that website should be working fine for you because we've been having a lot of technical, um, technical upgrades. Yeah, but thefreedomformula.com forward slash quick start should work. If that doesn't work, then go to thefreedomformula.com forward slash TFF quick start. And that's where you can actually get a um, $200 program that I usually sell absolutely free. It's a video teaching of the Freedom Formula book. It's a digital version of the book, and it's also the um, 32-page action action guide. And again, it's $200 um, when I sell it in package form. But um, for any of your listeners, Patricia... They would just go to thefreedomformula.com forward slash TFF quick start. And for now, that's your gift in replacement of your 30-day free trial in Conscious Business Circle because that's being revamped and updated. Mm, That's great.
2: All right, Christine, we have a few minutes left. So let's talk about, you know, maintaining your energy. I mean, I know with my dream, you know, it takes energy because it can be up, it can be down, it can be in, it can be out. It's fluid. Mm -hmm. So give us some advice for
0: that.
3: (laughs) Well, maintaining your energy so you can absolutely realize those dreams is, I mean, every step is important, but if your energy is not there, if your energy is not in the right place, the rest of what you do is going to feel like pushing a boulder uphill. And um, if you ever try doing that, (laughs) I wouldn't recommend it. It's extremely challenging, exhausting, frustrating, and you don't get anywhere. So your energy is critical and there's two things that I ask people to look at when they look at their energy and that is the environments. Now the two different environments you need to look at are your internal environment because you know your energy, your flow of energy, you're feeling connected to that source of energy or disconnected from that source of energy all happens from within you. It is it all depends upon, you know, where you're at inside of yourself. If you are in that flow or if you are cutting yourself off from it. So you've got to be willing to take a look at what's happening inside of you, and if there are ways of being, old default patterns, habits, you know, beliefs you have that are not keeping you in the flow, then, you know, there's definitely some work you need to be doing there.
2: And don't you think it's
3: also Mm -hmm. taking care of yourself, you know, whether it's a massage
2: or a walk or a bath or, you know, being around people that support you, that that's also very important in this.
3: Absolutely, and that's the second piece. Those are all the external environments. You know, what kind of systems and structures and environments are you setting up outside of yourself? You know, from the space that you live in, from the people that you hang around with, from where you choose to, you know, learn. Are you working with a coach, not working with a coach? Are you taking care of yourself, you know, nurturing your soul by going for a walk, getting a massage, or, you know, cooking a delicious, healthy meal, whatever it might be. But it's it's internal environments and external environments that combined you know, can help you stay steady in your energy so you can keep moving forward, you know, with the ease and grace that we all yearn for so much. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so people who have this dream,
2: when they come to you, Christine, and they look at you and say, yes, but, Christine, I'm doing such and such and such and such, and I'm not sure it's working what do you hear from people, and what do you say to them? What do you hear most often in terms of objections or places where people get stuck?
3: You know, there's oh, there's so many places where people can get stuck. I mean, you can get stuck in your own head before you can get out of bed in the morning. Yep. Um, so it 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 varies, but there is uh, there are a lot of people I find who have I, I feel been somewhat misled by this belief that. You know, having a successful business is supposed to come easy, and it's supposed to come fast. Mm -hmm. And I have a lot of people come to me that say, but I've, you know, but I've been working. You know, I've, I have, you know, I've put in an entire year, you know, to this business, and it's, you know, it's still not where I want it to be. You know, and the statistics are for businesses that even make it, it takes them three years to turn a profit. And the truth of the matter is that a lot of the people who are telling you that it's gonna be, you know, easy and you can do it overnight, it's taken them years. I mean, I've been an entrepreneur since ninety one on this particular, you know, part of my path since two thousand. I mean, that's ten years of, you know, putting in time, effort, energy, focus, consistency, determination. Mm-hmm you know, being willing to tear things down and rebuild them. Mm -hmm. Um, All of of that has been happening over the course of 10 years, which has helped me, you know, get to where I am today, which I feel personally is the most exciting space I've ever been in in my business. I
2: was going to ask, that was my next question, is what are the rewards of where you are today?
3: Oh, the rewards of where I am today is the, the peace and the fulfillment more so than any kind of material success that i am doing that i really feel like i'm doing that i'm here doing what i'm meant to do and you know it's enough for me and when i create from that place that's when the external world comes to meet meet up with with that belief if you will so the rewards for me you know have been more internal than external i am stronger happier more fulfilled um less controlling than i used to be and it's it's from the awakening that i've had through my business through my business endeavors through how i show up in my business through the trials and tribulations and the successes so those are the rewards that i would wish for everyone
2: Mm,
3: wonderful along with the money too i mean that's definitely is nice but um the internal rewards for me are you know beyond anything that can be measured and dollars and cents Mm -hmm. okay we have a couple of minutes left
2: before the close of the show what would you like to leave our listeners with if they get one thing out of this interview what would you like them to get
3: i think the thing i want them to get the most is just to wake up and be willing to really look at what's happening underneath the external experience that you're having in your business because if there is a challenge somewhere that you're experiencing, there is some great opportunity for growth and healing and freedom and release underneath it that can shift the dynamic in that part of your relationship, mm-hmm. part of the relationship, that part of your business. Um, perhaps mm-hmm. it is specific in relation to a relationship, but um, don't just look at the surface and be like, "Oh man, you know this isn't working," and go at it harder and get frustrated and beat yourself up. If if you're up against something in front of you in your business right now, like I said earlier, welcome it. Open your arms to it. And if you allow yourself to go deep into that process, deep into that experience and extract, you know, the gifts and lessons that are there to be extracted, you will be blown away at what you find there. At least Mm -hmm. I know that's been my own personal experience. Mm, wonderful. That's Tell I us how we can find you, take your seminars, learn more about what you're doing. What I'd highly recommend everyone do, as you mentioned, is go to loveyourlife.com, just L-O-V-E-Y-O-U-R-L-I-F-E, loveyourlife.com. I've got a great free Conscious Business Success Kit available for you there. You'll get to sample a chapter of my book, you know, just get a taste of what I'm doing, get um, a free subscription to my award-winning newsletter that Patricia had mentioned earlier. Um, and the other piece is, if you do want to just go ahead and learn more about the Freedom Formula, I invite you to go for free to get my $200 on the Freedom Formula Quick Start program as my gift in digital delivery. It's not going to be mailed to your door, but in digital delivery, just go to thefreedomformula.com forward slash TFF Quick Start. And uh, that will kind of get you in the loop of me and my communications and my uh, tools for teaching. Thank you so much, Christine, for coming on the program. It's been my pleasure. Thank you, Patricia. Thank you. We really
2: appreciate it. My guest has been Christine Closer, whose book is The Freedom Formula, How to Put Soul in Your Business and Money in Your Bank. And again, you can go to loveyourlife.com. And Christine is an inspirational business coach, engaging speaker, publisher, and author, and I highly suggest this book, The Freedom Formula, How to Put soul in your business, and money in your bank. Thanks so much again, Christina, for coming on the program. Folks, we'll be back in about uh, three or four or five minutes, uh, and our guest is Dr. Pito Dadamo, and today he's going to be talking about changing your genetic destiny, eating right for your type, and uh, the the revolutionary genotype diet. So he'll be on for the last segment. Again, you're listening to Patricia Raskin Positive Living right here on voiceamerica.com. Stay tuned, folks. I'm Patricia Raskin. We'll be right back.
5: Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at one 472 5787 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it.
1: VoiceAmerica.com. Dad, can I ask you something? Sure. There's this girl I kind of like. Say no more. You just have to impress her. Okay, but how? Just, I don't know, pick up a lot of heavy things around her. Like what? You know, desks, chairs, people, grunt if you have to. Grunt? Yeah, be like, oh, uh, 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 uh. There you go.
5: You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. When you adopt a child from foster care, just being there makes all the difference. To learn more, call 1-888-200-4005. A public service announcement brought to you by Kids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council.
1: Son, we gotta talk about drinking. Uh, I know. I don't want you touching alcohol until you're old enough. Yeah, I, I know, Dad. It's not a big deal. Don't yeah, I know me, okay? And it is a big deal. Underage drinking is just stupid. Yeah, well, why'd you do it? Look, I did it because we didn't know what we know now. Alcohol affects kids differently, okay? When kids drink, it's more dangerous. And you're my kid. And just because they drink doesn't mean you have to. I-I know. I know. Look, son, I'm trying to help. I've seen what it does. I mean, you may think you can handle it, but when you drink, it screws up your judgment.
4: Listen to me. This is real. I-I know, okay? I know. Teenagers know everything. So talk about underage drinking before they know it all, before their teens. Start talking before they start drinking. And keep talking. To learn more about the dangers of underage drinking and what to say to your kids, go to StopAlcoholAbuse.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council.
5: The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com.
2: Hi, everyone. We are back. You are listening to Patricia Raskin Positive Living right here on VoiceAmerica.com. And I have a great guest for you now for our last segment. We're talking about how to change our destiny genetically. My guest is the acclaimed and well-known Dr. Peter J. Dadamo. His book is Change Your Genetic Destiny, and it's The Revolutionary Genotype Diet. So we're very happy to have Dr. D'Adamo on the program. Dr. Peter J. D'Adamo is a naturopathic physician, educator, and researcher with a wide international following. His first book, Eat Right for Your Type, is a New York Times bestseller and has been translated into over 50 languages. And uh, he was selected Physician of the Year by the American Association of Naturopathic Physicians. Welcome, Dr. D'Adamo. I didn't want to read everything because then we wouldn't have time to talk to you. (laughs) So tell us here about your new book, Change Your Genetic Destiny. You talk about a genotype, and you have three different genotypes. How did this come about? Or actually, I should say six different genotypes. How did this come about?
6: I um, first did my work with writing about blood types and diet about ten years ago. And what that did was get me thinking about the notion of, of personalizing approaches to diet, and ways of trying to give people information of how to how to have an optimal diet rather than simply a healthy diet. Mm-hmm. And really what the blood type diet was a very successful book and still in hardcover, still a bestseller, 50 languages, a worldwide message. Very simple system. If you understand your blood type, you can get some insight as to what might be a preferred way of eating. Is it more of a high-protein diet, for instance, if you're type O, or more of a vegetable-based diet if you're type A, more of an omnivorous type, idiosyncratic diet if you're type B. Mm-hmm. About two years ago, I started getting interested in the idea that genes seem to be amenable to change themselves. For instance, when I had written about blood type, I was essentially telling people that they needed to adjust to their genes, in this case, blood type, right? You adjust your diet to your gene.
4: Mm-hmm.
6: Recently, I got more interested in adjusting the genes to the people. Because research, as anybody who picks up a copy of this week's New York Times,
2: You have six different genotypes in your book. Can you briefly describe each one?
6: Well, you have different names that sort of describe their functions. The hunter, lean, more um, of a high protein, tend to be negatively impacted by stress. The gatherer, the kind of dieter who sort of fails at most common diets, tends to lose weight and then gain it back again. You have the teacher who is uh, more prone to certain types of uh, overgrowth things or infections and propensities towards the maybe more common cancers. Or the explorer who's more prone to problems with detoxification and chemical sensitivities. Or the warrior who's prone to uh, weight gain later on in life, rapid aging, and problems with the arteries. A nomad who has certain idiosyncratic problems, viruses, problems with the immune system, problems with the nervous system. So actually the whole premise of the book is you do a couple of very simple measurements to measure certain parts of your body, length of certain fingers compared to other fingers, the length of your upper leg compared to your lower leg, certain shapes of things like your jaw, And then you get a piece of paper and some ink, and the book walks you through how to take your fingerprints and analyze those. You take that information. That's all it is. There's no no expensive test. There's no real complicated genetics things. You take these typical measurements, and then you just basically go through a series, and at the end you'll come out as one of those six genotypes. Then you simply look up the diet, and you take the information on the recommended things, for instance, that you might want to use as Mm. far as supplements, and away you go.
2: And in terms of the genotypes, how do you determine those? Is it definitely from the blood type?
6: Run that by me again.
2: The genotypes. Yes. You, you talk about fingerprint patternings, but you, it's also based partially on your blood type oh, as yes. well, correct?
6: That's right. But basically, the, the, uh, the way it works, which is why I, I kind of said that blood type is a good place to get started if you're new to this, is you build on that basic blood-type characterization. You add these other things, and you start to be able to move more in the realm of adjusting your genes. Now, it might seem funny to the listeners to think that you can change your genes, and and really you can't. You, You can change how your genes express themselves, which actually is the equivalent of changing the gene, right? For instance, if you have a stereo set, but the volume is down to nothing, you don't hear anything. So it's the exact same as not having a stereo set. Mm-hmm. So it's the same way with our genetics. If we can turn down the bad genes and turn up the good genes through things like diet and lifestyle, we can influence genetics in a way that's independent of the way we were dealt, like a hand of cards, you know, something that was just out of our control.
2: Yeah, and, it, you know, it's interesting because when I look at the titles, although I'm not sure what my genotype is, but I look at the titles and I think about the titles, and then I read the description. The title, actually, that I picked kind of ex- it, it describes me, and then I look at the description and I said, that sounds right. So I think that's interesting. That um, Can people almost tell from the words?
6: Well, they might. Um, I know it was one thing that was very interesting when I wrote the blood type book, Many, many people came back and said, you know, I have, fill in the blank, psoriasis, uh, colitis, gluten problems, and uh, migraine headaches. When I adjusted my diet to see what made my headaches worse or my skin improve, I wound up coming to the same conclusions that you wrote in your book.
4: Mm.
6: So in essence, people who had the ability to use something as a barometer, of foods that made their condition better or worse, almost inevitably come to the diet that's right for their blood type as well.
2: Mm. There's almost an intuitive part to this. Yeah, so
6: there, there is definitely a, a, a something there that maybe yeah. some people are a little better at than others. Of course, yeah, every once in a while you get somebody who gets it backwards, you know.
2: <laughs> in your book, Change Your Genetic Destiny, you provide a precise diet and lifestyle plan for us all. So people then read what the different types are, and then in each one, you have the, the lifestyle plan.
6: That's right. You wind up with a, an, a complete, as comprehensive a guide. Now, really, there are only six basic genotypes in the book, and there's seven billion people. So you could theoretically say that, well, really, you should have a book for everybody. But mm-hmm. really, when you look at the most significant things a person has to adjust, they fall typically into one of those six basic categories. Mm-hmm. Because... On top of it all are basically three ways you can view the world that come out of how you imprint yourself in the prenatal environment. I accept the world, I reject the world, or I don't understand the world.
4: Hmm.
6: And people who accept the world are like the teacher and the nomad. They have problems with their immune systems being too tolerant. They might have more infections or maybe a higher rate of certain cancers. People who reject the world, like the hunter and the explorer, they tend to have more problems with inflammation, allergies, autoimmune disease. They react. And people who are confused by the world are people like the warrior or the gatherer. that They, come at, they imprint themselves, they program themselves in, in, the, in the womb for one thing, but when they get out they see something different. So let's say if you were a, a person who was programmed in the womb to be thrifty, in other words to have a metabolism that holds on to every calorie, be a great thing if you were born into a world that was uh, full of famine, right? These would be wonderful people. Be a great survival strategy. But what happens if you, you pr- imprinted yourself for one thing, but when you got out, it was completely different. Now there's like a disconnect. It's like sort of the guy who basically is thrifty with his money, but then wins the lottery. Doesn't know how to how to spend it. So that's the same way. Sometimes when people have certain experiences in the womb the actual fetus repro- reprograms itself and says, wow, I'm not getting a lot of calories, the oxygen's low, maybe certain other conditions in the womb are just not right. That seems to me to indicate that the world out there is, is, is in need of me to readjust myself mm-hmm. to hold on to calories, mm-hmm. right, because ultimately in famine, mm-hmm. that would be exactly what you'd want to do. You'd want to slow your metabolism down mm-hmm. so that you could survive. But then you go All out. All right,
2: we have to... just like two minutes left. I'm sorry this is so short. No, okay. So tell people how they can get more. They can find your book. They can contact you if you give seminars. Tell us about that. We have a minute left.
6: The, the best place to find out more about this is on the Internet. And the best place on the Internet is my own website, the main website, which is just my last name. So it's D-A-D-A-M-O dot com, and basically, if they go there, they'll find message boards and blogs and uh, bulletin boards and all sorts of things that can get them started. And they can get the basics. They can go deeper. The, the, the communities are very family-friendly. There's no uh, Internet mumbo-jumbo. There's a lot of very helpful people who have been there for many years and are more than happy to help newcomers understand how to okay. do this. Thank
2: you so much, Dr. Dadamo, for coming on the program. Stay on the line. Thank you so much. Thank you. And again, you can log on to the website, which is again. Tell us one more time, please.
6: It's d a d a m o dot com. Okay, um
2: dot com. Dr. Right. Peter Dadamo. Folks, you've been listening to Patricia Raskin, Positive Living, right here on voiceamerica.com. We'll be with you for an all-new show next week. Remember, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. Until next time, for Positive Living, write to me, Patricia, at patriciaraskin.com. We'd love to hear from you. Have a great day.